Welcome to the show! And once again, it's yours truly, the host. Welcome to episode 4, July 29th. Today on the show, we're going to have an NBA preview. We're going to discuss the NBA MVP. And I'm just going to talk a little bit about the new Seattle hockey franchise, the Kraken. I just want to throw a little tidbit about there on the end. But I just want to, at the start here, I just want to... Thank you, everyone, who's been downloading the show so far. Tremendous response uh, everywhere from California to New York to Florida. I see people downloading the show. I, I really appreciate it. So tomorrow is the NBA restart. We all know that the NBA went on hold because of the Corones. They went through, uh, you know, discussion and everything, and, and now they're, they're going to get this restart going. But, however, they only took 22 teams to have an eight-game season. So they got nine teams from the Eastern Conference and 13 teams from the Western Conference, all playing in the bubble at Disney World. So first thing is, how bad's the East? We only have nine teams involved in this. I mean, why don't they just go about and just start purging some teams out of the league now if you only got nine good teams out of the East? I mean, right now we can get rid of the Atlanta Hawks, the Pistons, uh, Cleveland. No one even know what they're missing at this point. You know, what do they have, four fans currently at this time watching these teams? Is, is anybody going to miss the Timberwolves in the West? They're one of the teams, uh, the non-13 teams from the West not in there. Anybody going to miss any of these teams? I say we purge the league right after this. Because we're going to see some great basketball, I believe. Because we've been waiting so long. I think we're going to see some great basketball. I think we should just purge the teams and all these scrub scrub uh, players out of the league and make a condensed league. I think it would be much better. That's what the host thinks. But, you know, there's people probably in these cities that disagree with me. Anyway, they got eight games remaining to determine the seeding. The top seven teams will already clinch a playoff spot after playing eight games. So here's the, here's the weird thing about this. So the top seven teams are in after you know the eight games, no matter what. Then the teams with the eighth best record in the conference, if it's, four, if it's more than four games ahead of the team with the ninth best record in the same conference, there's no play-in tournament necessary. However, the final berth will go to the team with the eighth best record during the regular season plus the seeding teams. But if that if there's a team, the ninth team is within four games, then they have a playoff series where the ninth seed has to beat the eighth seed twice in order to leap that team to get into the eighth spot. <laughs> I, it, just, it just seems confusing. I had conf- trouble reading it. It's just confusing to me. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know why they got. I guess they're going to do that for like, some excitement. Meanwhile, of course, you know the top seven teams from each conference get the rest while waiting for this three-game possible three-game series to be decided. And I, I, is it really necessary to to have a three-game series just to get eliminated by the number one team anyway? I mean, they're going to get. The AC is either going to get crushed by the Lakers or Clippers or crushed by Milwaukee in the first round anyway. So what, what's the what's the difference of having this? I mean, I guess it's 
I guess it's worth a little while, worth it to these guys and the players to play a few extra games. This is determined, you know, if, you know, this is determined to have a little more excitement for it. But I, it, what, what, I don't see anything play it. Anyway, once that's all set, the regular playoffs will begin. Like it usually does with the 16 teams, eight in each conference. So the other question is, is there really going to be any kind of home court advantage for these teams? You know, I saw some of the I saw some of the exhibition games, and they just got a bunch of advertisements up, and it just seems just seems like you're playing in a YMCA gym. So I don't think there's any there's I don't think there's going to be any advantage for these teams who are great at home. For example, Philadelphia, great at home, twenty nine and two. There's not going to be any advantage for them when it comes to this. And how how's these ref, how's the refs going to call these games? Usually, the home team, the crowd is right on top of these refs. They're all fired up, and they and they, you know, they and they get these refs to change their, you know, they feel the crowd hovering over them, and they, they make all these calls from the home team to get the, they get feel like they're intimidated by the crowd, and they feel like they got to call the game for the home team, so they give the home team advantage. How's that going to rework? No one's going to be riding these guys. I mean, it's just, it's just the the whole how the home court is gonna be. It's just, it's, uh, it's, it's all up in the air. I, I think it's, I think it, there's gonna be really no advantage into into any home court or anything for these teams. Now, after reviewing all these teams, the 13 teams in the West and the nine teams in the East, the host thinks there's only five teams that could win anyway. So after all this said and done. I see only see the possibility of the five teams. The five teams I see, there's only three in the West. I either think the Lakers, the Clippers, or the Houston Rockets can win out of the West. And I, the only two teams I think I can win in the East is Milwaukee and Philadelphia. I don't think anybody else has a chance. Now, in order for Houston to get to the finals, and I think it's going to be very hard for Houston to, to, to do this, I don't think they could beat the Clippers or the Lakers in order to get to the finals. I think they got to hope that one of these other playoff teams gets hot or gets lucky and somehow knock, knocks the Clippers or the Lakers out of the playoffs. Because I don't see Houston beating. I don't see Houston beating them both. If it, I could see them beating the Clippers or the Lakers if in a seven-game series. But it would just take too much out of them. I, I that's the only way I see Houston getting there. Now the Lakers, we had Avery Bradley opt out, and we have Rajon Rondo breaking his hand. But he's replaced with J.R. Smith. Now we all remember, you know, a few years ago, J.R. Smith not passing the ball at all in that first game where you know LeBron was, you know, putting up 50 points there against Golden State, you know. We all remember that. That was the last. That's everybody's last um, vision of uh, J.R. Smith is not passing to LeBron in that game. There's just going to be so much pressure on LeBron to get these guys to the finals, and I don't know how Anthony Davis is going to respond with all this pressure when he played with New Orleans. He really didn't. He, he, I mean, he really didn't have this much pressure on him. You know, he was just out there playing for fun. So now he's with LeBron. I don't know what they're going to do. I. I I, personally, I like to see the Lakers. I like to see LeBron get another chance at the finals. 
But I, I just don't know. I just, I just think, I don't know if the Lakers have enough depth, you know, to make it there. And then we have the Clippers. Yeah, we had the whole Lou Williams strip club chicken wing fiasco this week. Uh, is, did it ruin the chemistry? I might, might ruin the chemistry a little bit. They might be mad at him for sneaking out, and then he's got a quarantine. But I think when the playoffs come, I think the chemistry is going to be there. If Kawhi doesn't get hurt, and if Paul George doesn't get hurt, I think the Clippers have a great chance of beating the Lakers. You know, unless the Clippers get knocked off by Houston, which I, I don't know. I mean, these three teams, I know what, but I think I think out of the Clippers, Lakers, and Houston, I think the Clippers have the best chance of, of getting there out of the West. Now, in the East, I like Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia can actually go to the finals and win. And this is the reason I like Philadelphia. As I mentioned before, you know, Philadelphia had the worst home record during the regular season of the amongst the good teams. They were 10 and 24 at home. I think you can just throw that out up the window right now because because there is really no home court advantage for these guys. I think Philadelphia just just know that they're just playing in a a neutral place and not having to like put that mindset that they're traveling everywhere. I think they can I think they're as good as a team as Milwaukee. Here's my problem with Milwaukee. They got the Greek freak. And while the Greek freak is a great regular season player, I don't think he can put his team on his shoulders and lead his team all the way to the finals and win. I think the Greek needs help. And he certainly doesn't have a lot of help with Chris Middleton. They're paying Chris Middleton a lot of money. And... I don't know if he's that second guy. Like, if the Greek freak has a bad night, I don't know if Chris Middleton is able to step up and lead Milwaukee to that victory when needed. The, it, it, all the, it, it's, as much pressure there is on Le, LeBron to lead the Lakers to win, there's even more pressure on the Greek freak because if he doesn't get it done this year, he's going to be looking to go elsewhere. And who knows where he's going to end up. But he's not going to want to stay in Milwaukee because, you know, small market. And, you know, the, the best they can do for him is Chris Middleton. It's just like when Lee Brown was in Cleveland. They couldn't get him any really good star players. Yeah, they had, Cart, uh, you know, Irving. But as you see, he left right away and went somewhere else. Or, he, I mean, they traded him. And then he went some, He went to the bigger city in, in, in Brooklyn anyway. So, a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure on the Greek. I really like Philadelphia. The only negative thing I got about Philadelphia is, I mean, and I hope, I hope Ben Simmons worked on his shot during the break because he needs to be a little more consistent with his outside shot. And the other thing I worry about is the coach. Man, I Philadelphia coach to me is a problem. I don't know if 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 he's got the leadership quality of leading this team to the finals but I guess we're going to find out because I think this is going to be a great playoff and the host personally has Philadelphia winning this thing I think Philadelphia's got a good shot to win the finals that's the host's pick I I got the Clippers and Philadelphia in the final and we'll see if that comes out so opening nights tomorrow night of course the host got a few plays for everyone in the first game, I like the Pelicans minus two and a half. 
And then the second game, we got the Clippers and the Lakers. I think LeBron and the Lakers have been waiting since March to play these Clippers. They look they didn't look too good against them playing against them two games early in the year. I I know it's four points. Minus four points, a lot of points to be laying against the, the Clippers. But I think they're gonna be thrown off a little bit with the whole Lou Williams thing. I think LeBron's gonna be ready. Anthony Davis said he hurt his eye, but he's he says he's playing. I like the Lakers minus four. So two plays tomorrow night. I like Pelicans minus two and a half. I like the Lakers minus four. And Friday, the rest of the teams get going. I got four plays on Friday for everyone here. I like the Blazers minus two. I like Sacramento Kings minus two and a half against the Spurs. I, 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 who invited these Spurs? They're another team. You know, Greg Popovich, does he still want to coach this team? The, the Spurs aren't very good. They're not going. These Spurs are going nowhere. That's the last place you want to be is stuck in this bubble for another couple weeks. I like the Kings minus two and a half. I like Boston plus five against Milwaukee. Now, Brad Stevens been probably watching film for the past since since March. He's going to have that team ready to play. He's plus five. I think plus five is a lot of points for Boston beginning against Milwaukee. I like Celtics plus five. And the other play I like is the Rockets plus one. I'm a big fan. Or a big fan of Harden and uh, Westbrook. I like Westbrook. Well, yeah, he he, he uh, stuffs the stat book. That's what I like. I like guys who stuff the stat books. I like Westbrook. I th- I like Westbrook's actually probably like the best guy I like other than LeBron. I like watching Westbrook. I like those Rockets. On opening or not opening night, but Friday night, I like the Rockets at plus one. Now onto the uh, MVP race. So it came out and said that they're going to decide that the MVP has is going to be decided, and when the season ended in March. So they're not going to count any of these eight games they're going to play towards towards any of the MVP votes. An MVP's already been voted on and is decided. So, you know, so the host has got, I got the Greek Freak, LeBron, and I got Kawhi Leonard as the only three possible guys that win in the MVP. Now, I know I know what you're going to say. You know, the host just totally bashed the Greek Freak, said he wasn't a leader. Well, he's not a leader in the playoffs. He's a what you call a great regular season player. He's averaging 29.6 points a game, 13.7 rebounds, and 5.8 assists. His team's got the best record. And I know they play in the East. They play a lot of cupcakes. But, you know, you look at his team, he he only has two guys. He's got Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe. Chris Middleton averages 21.1 points. The reason I think he averages so much points is because they pay him so much. So they got to feed him the ball. And Eric Bledsoe, you know, he's a contributor here and there. He doesn't have to really do that much because the Greek, I I think the Greek leading this team to the amount of wins that he did, averaging the you know 29.6 points. To me, I I would say he's the front runner of the MVP. And then of course you got LeBron. You know, LeBron doing everything: 25.7 points, 7.9 rebounds, 10.6 assists. LeBron. The only help I think LeBron has is Anthony Davis. That's a big help, actually. I know LeBron does everything. 
He's he's he he you know the the Lakers were out of the playoffs last year when he got hurt. And since he's back, they're the number 1 seed in the West. And he's led them there obviously. And I almost think that the the voters and the writers are going to vote him ahead of the Greek because LeBron doesn't have that many MVPs left in him and they're probably thinking that the Greeks got a lot more time left in the league and they're probably going to give it to LeBron. But also, you know, Kawhi Leonard. You know, now the Clippers, you know, they were a really good team last year. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have elevated this team, but Kawhi Leonard's got quite the team to, you know, back him up. You know, he's got Paul George, Lou Williams, Montrell's Harris, and defensive specialist Patrick Beverly. And, of course, he's got the alleged great coach, Doc Rivers, who... You know, he's only a good coach when he's got really good players. You know, get put Doc Rivers on a team like a put him on a coach the Knicks. See how good of a coach he is. They're coaching there. So, you know, of these three guys that they got lined up for the MVP, I personally think the Greek Freak should win. But I think the writers are going to give it to LeBron because LeBron doesn't have many years left. You know, just the only thing you know, this this being all already decided. What if what if in these eight games, all of a sudden, you know, Kawhi steps up and they move way past the Lakers, you know, for the seeding? Or, you know, uh, LeBron just takes full steam of the team and they move way ahead of, maybe move way ahead of the, the Clippers in the seeding. And, you know, these eight games can make a big difference. But I don't know. That's not going to count in the MVP. So who knows? So one other thing I'd like to talk about. I hope everybody, well, not I hope everybody saw, but I hope a lot of people saw the promotional video that the Seattle Kraken introduced their logo and their uniforms and their team. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up here is, you know, I, li I live in Las Vegas, and I don't remember the Golden Knights having a promotional video like the Kraken did. They had this big promotional video that showed the ship and the water and you know, waves and weather. And then at the end, this S comes on the screen. And it's got the technicals and a red eye. And it was a really cool, and the logo looks really cool. And it was a really good promotion. You know, I don't remember the Golden Knights doing this. You know, here they, everybody was a big deal. What's the Golden Knights going to be? What's the, what's the goal? You know, what's the team name going to be? You know, what, what's what's the Las Vegas team? It's going to have to be the some something golden or knights or something. They want to be because the because the owner was like the army and he ends up copying Central Florida. And then he they have this stupid logo, this stupid knight logo. It looks like the Black Knight from Scooby Doo. I mean, I. I just I just don't understand between the two differences between the way they promoted the team. But you know the, the people here are crazy. Nobody knows anything about hockey in this town, but they don't know they don't know what you know uh, offsides is. They don't know what icing is. But of course, people are crazy about this town. You know, crazy about this team in this town. But you know, but Seattle's doing it right. They revamped the key arena where the Seattle Super Super Sox used to play. So. I think I think the the way the Seattle team launched their team was way better than I just want to complain about the basically what I'm just doing is complaining about the Knights. I just had to get out here and complain about the Knights, but I just want to give the props to Seattle, the Kraken, for really promoting their team and doing a great job.
Well, I just want to, again, thanks everyone for listening to the podcast. I will uh, post the link on my uh, Twitter. It's at the host at SteelDF72. Uh, I'm trying to get, you know, the, the, uh, the podcast out there. It's on buzzsprout.com. I, I think it's on Apple iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on Google Podcasts. I'm trying to get those uh, links to work. And, uh, you know, just having a hard time doing it. I'm still learning how to do it. So I'll get them up there soon. And uh, once again, everyone, thanks for listening to the show. And remember, it's nice to be important, but more important to be nice. I'll see you guys next time. Sadness is the emptiness